it just almost feels dreamlike that we're all kind of aligned on something that really could change the world and, and get, but yet gives us the structure we need to be able to, to still get through the day and, and deliver on some of the things that are real. And so what do you think would be your dream of, of how much impact you can have over, let's say, the next 30 or 40 years? What do you see as your dream around what you're pursuing now? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is David Robinson and welcome to the story of why a chance to talk to people who have started companies but more importantly have lived their life along the way learning more about what they want to do uh, and telling that story to others and also sharing their vision about where they want to go and trying to help them get there. So I had to pull up your LinkedIn profile because I wanted to make sure I got your sort of present title uh, accurate. Your senior advisor Purpose Entrepreneurship BDC and, and BDC slash B-Lab Partnership Lead and the B-Lab Ambassador for Canada. So there's a lot of stuff in there um, and I think we'll get to that stage but it's I think more important for me to to understand a little bit about sort of your journey and start wherever you want um, but usually close to the beginning they kind of shaped your your life a little bit and how you ended up today at the position that you have. Great well thank you thank you for having me. So I think I've come from um, a very strong entrepreneurial background. Uh, generations before me have been entrepreneurs and, you know, quite often they were entrepreneurs in the sense that they owned a business that was critical to their town. For example, my grandfather owned the general store in a small Saskatchewan town. So he knew everyone, he helped everyone, and it was really very much like a family. My papa on my mom's side actually owned a plumbing business, again, very much integral to this small town that they grew up with. My dad mm -hmm. then became an entrepreneur uh, himself. And, you know, growing up, the family business meant that it was very integral to our daily upbringing. So we would have folks that didn't have a place to go for Christmas that would come to our home. We'd have employees that were in, in trouble or having difficulties and we were at their doorstep helping them. Um, so it was very much like a family. Although they were businesses, they were very much like part of our family and we really cared about all of the individuals. That business is still alive today. My brothers took that over. And with my journey, I sort of went out learning. And so I was a ferocious learner in my younger days. And so I was really interested in all sorts of different businesses. So I've held a number of positions in many different types of companies in many different industries. So everything from, um, you know, looking at the integral security in the telecommunication industry to um, being the head of marketing for an internet company. So lots of different things. I also owned three businesses myself uh, in my early days. And uh, so that actually Actually shaped my experience as well. So 15 years ago, I actually joined BDC. And when I first walked through the door of BDC, I mean, it's a crown corporation, it's very corporate. And I thought, oh my goodness, I, I don't think I can do this. I'm, I'm a little bit more innovative and I'm more creative and um, it just oh felt God. very corporate. So when I first joined, I actually only joined on a contract. And I ended up loving it so much that within four months, I was a full-time employee. And within a year, I had a very large portfolio of clients that I was helping. And the key to this was that I was working with these entrepreneurs every day. I was part of their journey. I was listening to both their struggles and their successes. 
And mm -hmm. the common theme amongst these entrepreneurs was how much they cared about their businesses, how much they cared about the employees that were working for them. This was so strong and prevalent and they were active mm -hmm. members of their community. I currently live in Kelowna, British Columbia, which is a fairly small community. Um, we're not a huge area. So between having children myself and being, of course, in banking um, and then on the Kelowna Minor Hockey Board, I pretty much knew everybody in the city. And so, again, it felt like their problems were also my problems. And I really wanted to make sure that they succeeded and that I was there and part of their journey. So about eight years ago, my my um, focus at BDC really started to change. So I'd always been on the Corporate Social Responsibility Council at BDC. And about eight years ago, we really felt the strong need to explore these entrepreneurs that were really looking at both the social environmental piece of their business. So they were looking at more than just financial return. They were mm -hmm. creating businesses for folks that maybe couldn't otherwise find employment. They were, you know, doing the sort of the give model, like say Tom's shoes, where you buy a pair of shoes, you give a pair of shoes. This was really starting to percolate about eight years ago. Mm -hmm. So my interest and my journey really ended up um, uh, going in that direction very strongly. And so for the past eight years, that's what I've been really looking at. And part of that journey um, has been that BDC became a certified B Corp. And we'll talk probably a bit more about that and what that all means. Um, mm -hmm. But it also meant that uh, I started to really look at the integration between, um, you know, making money as an entrepreneur, but also caring about your employees and looking about your social placement within your community and how are you influencing that and also looking after the environment. So all of these things sort of came together and it, it's a really been a beautiful experience for me because I feel like everything that I've done in my past has brought me to this place today to really start growing a movement of business owners and entrepreneurs that just really feel that passion to do all things. It's, it's so cool. I, I'm thinking, I'm actually, yeah, Dave, I'm thinking, you know, we know everybody's story is so unique and yet there's some common threads. And Dave in particular, I think it's really good to connect those, those threads because your story, Dave, um, small town, um, I think builds on this too. Um, I don't know if that's where you were, you were yeah. heading with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you, when you host these shows or even when we, we have conversations with people, I find it so valuable to get the backstory because there's often commonality in, in what we're pursuing. And so a lot of the time I'm, I'm hearing people that did grow up in smaller communities and felt now that they look back that it was actually quite a healthy environment. And I was one of those people that I felt confused by two things. Small towns when you're younger feel like uh, they're not the greatest environments because you're, you're being watched by everybody. And... Um, you know, it, but then I moved away and I started to realize that society needed more of that. And, you know, the conversation around community was being discussed, but I really didn't feel like there was a, a true sort of sense of community. And so um, a lot of the people that I'm finding pursuing these this purpose-driven environment have come from 
smaller communities. And, and I think there's a recognition that those economies or, or, or places were health, much healthier than we realized. And I think putting that DNA and that imprint on, on bigger business and on, on larger communities is so needed. Um, and for me, uh, Donna was obviously part of that journey because when I pursued sort of co-working, it was, I knew it was meaningful, but I didn't really know why. And, and I accepted that I just truly did not know why I was pursuing it. And, and uh, there was a, a crossroads where I started to look at how, how many people wanted to start a business of their own, that feeling of being proud to do something. I, th- I, I accepted that I thought almost everybody wanted it. But obviously the complexity and the challenges of it, the, a lot of people didn't feel like they were allowed to, to dream. And so I became very sort of uh, discontent with corporate structure. And I said to Donna, I believe that the way the corporate structure is set up today, it won't serve anybody that well. And so, you know, with the move of an independent workforce, I thought, wow, what is going to be the role of a company? And, and I said to Donna, I'm like, either I'm going to give up on corporate structure or we need to find something better. And when I found B Corp and how it gave such a beautiful combination of, of metrics for us to look at, I thought, wow, the corporate structure now gives us the kind of structure around, of, around doing good, which I feel like people will then rally together. If we're all working together on something bigger, then I believe that that, that structure can become something very powerful. But that was my kind of crossroads. And, and, and um, I took a lot of from living in a small town. And, and so I think B, B Corp and the fact that we found out that BDC was pursuing it was just so exciting. Um, it has honestly renewed my hope in, in my pursuit. And it's given me such a wonderful structure to then build the, the true structure of the company on what, we, what we're made of. And then we decide what we're going to go do. Instead of this inverse, like, oh, well, we go do this, but we really don't know why. So it's given me, honestly, so much hope. And I think now the next stage is to see how much support we're getting from other people in the B Corp community that it almost gives us trust from the get-go to say we really are trying to do some good and we're being exposed to all these other people. And, and Carly, you're one of them. Um, and, and so I think it's... It just almost feels dreamlike that we're all kind of aligned on something that really could change the world and, and get, but yet gives us the structure we need to be able to, to still get through the day and, and deliver on some of the things that are real. And so what do you, where do you see your role sort of moving forward? Uh, what would be your, I guess if you look at the end, if you look back uh, on your life, what do you think would be your dream of, of how much impact you can have over, let's say, the next 30 or 40 years. What do you see as your dream around what you're pursuing now? Oh, yeah, goodness. I think 30 to 40, I'll, I'll be retired. And <laughs> Well, there's another concept, retirement. I don't know. What, what, what does retirement look like? Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I have to say that I'm extremely privileged because I am almost living my dream right now. Because the work that I'm doing, um, just to take a step back uh, about my role, so I'm Senior Advisor of Purpose Entrepreneurship at BDC, and what does that mean? So that means that I am working with clients or prospects on a daily basis that really believe that there's more to capitalism than just shareholder return. 
And I think that that is the anchor that is really showing itself, uh, especially in the past year, because these entrepreneurs actually believe that all stakeholders matter to their success. And that is an integral part of the B Corp certification piece, because these folks are actually making a legal change to say that they're responsible to all stakeholders and that they may make decisions that are best for their employees and not necessarily best for their shareholders. It does not mean that you can't make money. Obviously, a very strong, successful business will allow these folks mm -hmm. to actually even do more. So it's this combination of the two that are coming together. And I would say eight years ago when I started on this path and, and really dedicated myself to this path, there was this, this thought that, oh my goodness, if you're doing well, if you're a social entrepreneur, you're not making money, you're not even bankable. And that is so not true. And what we've seen over the past eight years, and specifically for the B Corp movement, it's been around for 14 years, is that there is actually strength in making sure that you've got happy, engaged yeah. employees. There is strength in making sure that you're in managing your environmental imp impact. There's strength in a really solid supply chain that you understand and know very well. And there's strength in good governance. You know, and now some of the, the major topics that are coming up this year is um, obviously COVID is such a major, major conversation. But some of the other things that have been percolated that are very, very strong this year is this idea that every company should really take a look at their ESG. So their environment, their social and their governance. That every company should have some type of environmental plan. They should be monitoring what they're doing. This is going to be very important going forward and that every company should be thinking about, for example, um, justice, equity, diversity and inclusion. These are very prevalent topics right now and we have to ask ourselves why, because we're seeing a movement in our communities that, you know, what is at the core of everything is people. And I think what we're coming back to is every person is of value and should be treated equally and there should be justice in that. And if you have a company that truly leads that way, that you know doesn't want a supply chain where children are actually manufacturing the t-shirt, um, if you have you know employees that you really care about and you're making sure they have good work-life balance and that they have what they need to really truly succeed and bring their whole self to work every day, you're gonna have very, very strong companies, not only internally, but externally, because those customers that are coming to you, they're not gonna be just customers. They're gonna be allies to your business because they love what you do. They love what you stand for. They're aligned with whatever your cause might be. And that is powerful. That is so powerful to all Canadians if we actually lean into this. And that's what I see every day. So you can kind of see why I feel pretty privileged in my position. So every day I'm talking to entrepreneurs, I'm sharing with entrepreneurs how they can do this. Um, I'm speaking at events, I'm on podcasts like yourselves to really share that this is actually possible and it's actually good for your business. Um, and that's what's so exciting about what I'm doing. You know, it's an exciting time. It's a disrupting time. 
as you mentioned with COVID, but we also know that this has just accelerated all of this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unfrozen things where people are starting to look for ways that we can bring change. And you know, we've been doing a lot of that research about what's going on in the whole world right now. And there's a lot of things that couldn't continue in, you know, along the tra- trajectory that, that, that we were on. When I first met with Dave, I was so inspired because I met this natural entrepreneur who believed, just as you're describing there, he's in the, he is a prime example of that, who believed in those values, but was losing some faith in whether the conventional ways of doing things was gonna, you know, was gonna get us, you know, where we, where we wanna go. And so in the course of, of that and discovering, yeah, there are lots of people out there that are really trying to do some things where business can be a force for good. And that the, the, the B Corp um, movement and methodology is really a way to hardwire those, what can be seen as softer values into the very fabric and the policies and the metrics of the business and it's a way to make it real. And when we feel this is so important because just as you said, the world has woken up and there's more awareness of this. And perhaps up until more you know, recent years, it's been easier to just use the buzzwords and do the purpose washing and the green washing and say all the good stuff, but not necessarily back it up with, with action and behavior. And so my excitement in terms of my journey and my um, practice, um, I became really revitalized when I discovered that it was possible to really uh, achieve some of the things that I was setting out to do 25 years ago when it felt like the world really wasn't ready. And so that's how we came together. And so my you know, passion with this is to say, wow, there's just, as you've described, amazing power in what we can do and what we can do in our own local community. So it fits in with what's going on globally, but let's face it, to bring about change, you got to bring it home. you got to be able to do some things in your own backyard. Um, and that's, that's the power, I think, in what we're trying to do here. And, and again, the reason that we wanted you know, and it at times feels a little bit awkward talking about it, but we wanted to share this with the broader community for the for those very reasons to just make it a little bit more accessible and to raise the level of awareness because it's very encouraging to hear that you're having all these conversations and you're seeing that larger movement. But in our own um, you know community, we're still finding a lot of people that when we mention B Corp, they've never heard of it. And so when we ask that question of what's the dream, what do we hope might happen in the future, it's really this question of how can we build on uh, and gain some momentum at this time in our history when the need is so great, how can we help to accelerate this and maybe create more of a flywheel effect and so that it's stickier and more people just climb on board and hang in with this and really find their own journey through this. And that's one of the things I know we wanted to explore further. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we're, we're describing sort of a way of business and a way of doing business, pardon me, business practices and uh, running a very tight operation is really what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So quite often I'm asked, well, what is the return on investment for, for really focusing on these key areas? 
in the BICA impact assessment, which is the B Corp um, assessment that they use. And honestly, it's about good business. There's always a return on investment if, you're, if you've got good policy and procedures, if you treat the people around you very well, um, you've got good governance within your organization. It usually means that you can, um, you can tackle big problems very quickly. It usually means that you're sort of on top of uh, everything that's going on with you and your business and your employees are also very much engaged with where you're going as well. So, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, this is an, the, the B impact assessment um, is just an incredible strategy tool. So I'm gonna back up there a little bit and just give an overview of exactly what we're talking about when we say B Corp, um, you know, because we're talking about reach and visibility, but B Corp, certification was developed 14 years ago. It was developed by three uh, individuals that had had sort of a sour experience uh, in selling their business. And mm -hmm. they realized that really business is a force for good and that we really should be monitoring or measuring all of these other things that we're doing outside of say our financial statements is basically what they were sort of thinking. And they were seeing companies out there that really, really were doing this well, like Ben and Jerry's and Patagonia and some of the bigger ones that we know that are really leading with their purpose and impact, but also running very successful businesses. And they were part of this early adopters of the B Impact Assessment and of the B Corp certification. So um, they created it and there are three main things for becoming a B Corp. So the number one thing is you have to be an entrepreneur that really believes this, just like, you know, mm -hmm. yourselves. You have to be somebody that's engaged and running your business for, for everybody, not just for shareholder return and just not, you know, for your own benefit and that's it. So you have to be engaged. The second thing you have to do is you have to score 80 out of 200 points on the B Impact Assessment. And the third thing you have to do, I mentioned earlier, is you have to change your articles of incorporation to consider all stakeholders. So the real value of what um, B-Lab, the nonprofit organization behind the certification, really created was the B-Impact Assessment. It is an incredible tool for planning, for strategy, for starting to measure um, everything you do as an organization. It also helps to guide you in the decisions that you're making for your business as well. The B Impact Assessment is actually, um, it's broken out into sections. So there is the governance section, the employee section, community, which includes supply chain, uh, environment, and then the impact of your products and services. So it dives really deeply into, okay, do you have a policy? What's embedded into this policy? The B Impact Assessment is not supposed to be a negative experience. It's actually a positive experience. So it's actually assigning points to the positive things that you're doing. And the more positive you're doing, the more points you'll achieve. So many, many people are actually using the B Impact Assessment. So to give you some perspective there, um, there's around 100,000 users of the B Impact Assessment worldwide. This is not just a Canadian and a US movement. This is a global movement of entrepreneurs that really want to start measuring their purpose and impact and really feel that that's important to their organization. Now of those uh, particular um, 
companies, there are 3,700, uh, 3,700 plus certified B Corps. So let's think mm -hmm. of certification as that like Olympian, that one that has actually started this journey and really achieved a lot to get to that 80 out of 200 points so that they could certify. But B Corp certification is honestly, it's not a destination. It is a journey. So for those that are interested in creating and maybe even, um, you know, changing their company, really moving more into impact and purpose and tying those things together, they can get started by using that B Impact Assessment as a guide. And then may take like two or three years or even four years to get to a point where you're achieving mm -hmm. those 80 points, but it's going to help you in your planning and strategy. And there is a huge return on investment to really looking at every aspect of this assessment. And so that's the power. And you're kind of describing it because you're actually experiencing this power of diving into this assessment and thinking, okay, I see how all of these things are actually working together and how I can create this story about who we are as an organization which brings a lot of power internally and externally to what you're doing. And then you can really create that impact you want to see in the world. So, so that's really what B Corp is all about. It's a tool to help you get on that path. And um, that's really what I like to share around the world yeah. is that it is a tool, yeah. it's a journey, and mm -hmm. it's a never-ending journey because we all want to continuously improve. You've described really well exactly where we are with this um, and how we're seeing it as thing that's really embedded in what we're trying to create here um, at Fractal. And it's, it's not an exercise and it's not a mechanical thing. It has become something that has been a bit of a guidepost every day to how we think about our business how we think about our community and how we reflect on decisions and criteria and choices that we're making. And once we got underway and just started to relax a little bit and recognize that this was going to be, you know, that kind of journey, um, it got, it, it, it opened the door uh, to all kinds of things for us. And, and that's why we want to, you know, share it and encourage others to, to learn more about it. Uh, it's, it's in its early phases, obviously, and, and, and not early phases, but certainly I think it's got an exciting future. And it, you're, you're right, you're, we are facing when people ask what it is, you know, they will ask, why do you do it? And I'm like, well, it's better. And they, well, what do you mean? I'm like, no, no, it's just, it's going to be better. I know it's going to be better. And they're like, and, and they're still not quite there yet. But what's interesting is I think they're thinking about all these elements. Even our city of Kingston just rolled out its, its um, integrated economic development strategy. And it was speaking all this language. And so I guess, Carl, I have a question to ask in terms of uh, B BC has a, embraced uh, B Corp, uh, Benefit Corporations as an official corporation. But I think this tool can be used by governments and even by banks. Um, and, and I don't know how yet, but how do you see governments uh, or uh, governments using this as a tool and even potentially capital markets when – how could they reward companies more for adopting this model? Now, how is this important in the world today? 
You know, we've been seeing that ESG, so um, the ESG, ESG term was born out of the investor world. So when they were looking at making investments, um, they would definitely look at a company and said, okay, you know, what are their environmental, um, social and governance practices look like? Are they a good investment? Are there any risks that are going on there? Um, so they were using ESG to both um, make decisions on what they would invest in and then also reporting that for their portfolio of investments as well. So there's a number of different ways to do that. And a lot of investment firms like renewal funds in, in Vancouver actually use the B Corp certification to report on their ESG. So to remember that ESG is, is basically... Um, uh, B Corp is basically ESG plus purpose and impact, right? Okay. It's just a little bit of that next level, right? So um, uh, somebody like Renewal Funds has been using that for a long time. And so have a lot of other investment firms worldwide, like Bain Capital in the U.S. as well. They're quite large. Um, so there's that piece of it, uh, that this conversation around ESG has been important in the investment world for quite some time. But in the past two years it's basically come to the next level. And we're seeing that in really large investment firms like BlackRock. Just Google BlackRock and you will see all sorts of activity that is happening around this idea that they're just not going to be investing in companies that are ignoring their ESG. And, <clears throat> excuse me, in the past year, they actually, um, Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, actually write, writes an open letter to his 500 investments on an annual basis. Last year was about climate change, and he put over 200 of those investments on notice that they were not doing mm -hmm. enough. And this mm -hmm. is a traditional investment firm. Now, I'm sure Larry is quite the environmentalist and really cares about communities. I, I'm sure he is that way. But, you know, he is looking at it from an investment risk piece. So what we're seeing sort of happening in the world globally is that, you know, investors don't want to invest in anything that is maybe possibly a problem in terms of ESG. Um, we're seeing that cities are now adopting different RFP policies and different um, uh, criteria for those that are working within the city or how the city is going to evolve. And, and just like you mentioned with Kingston, they just launched a new, a new set of guidelines that they're going to be looking at. You're seeing that in cities all over the world. And most cities are really looking at their ESG and they're also mm -hmm. looking at the sustainable development goals, the UN sustainable development goals as a guide to how they're going to move forward. So it becomes an issue because it's not only from an investor point of view, it's not only from a city or a government point of view, it's also from like large multinational point of view because they're actually saying, okay, we need to do something about say climate change. So they've actually made commitments to change their practices by 2030, 2050, and so on. And so many have made those practices now that if you're actually a company that's going to do business with these larger multinationals, you're going to have to actually raise your game and meet their criteria in order to even get on their RFPs. So there are drivers that are happening all over the place. Shandos Construction is a fellow B Corp here in Canada. They're an amazing company. Um, and they recently were awarded a very large contract because they were B Corp certified.
-hmm. And so these are the types of drivers that are happening now. Eight years ago when I started, this was not this was not happening. These were like, mm -hmm. you know, these entrepreneurs were kind of considered the crazy ones out there that were doing things so differently. Now it's mm -hmm. becoming just part of good business. And so we're going to see this whole conversation really elevated, which I think will be good for all of us. You know, Donna just found an amazing report on the on the top companies in Canada and Traction On Demand, which is a BC-based company and somebody that we really hope to work more with as we move forward because they're building amazing products, was just voted number one in their category and they're a B Corp. It's so exciting. It's, yeah. You know, we had to hear Greg Malpass uh, talk and it's just exciting to see how business has become so much more real. Um, such an example of a leader that is talented, but he's just a real person that's trying to do good things. And it's just so exciting. Um, you know, that that's a great sort of breakdown to see how that this is becoming um, used a lot more from a lot more people. Uh, RFPs are including it. And um, so B will BDC eventually try to increase some sort of way of, of encouraging companies to have ESG policies or potentially maybe favoring some of this stuff more? Uh, for sure. It's, it's, a, it's certainly a, a very important topic to us right now that we're in the process of really um, developing a plan around. Of course, we've been doing it for a number of years now. We've been obviously the official partner of B-Lab here in Canada. Um, we've been sharing the B-Impact assessment across the country through B Corp 101s and also through a program called Getting to 80, which I know you guys are very familiar with. That's just a program that helps you um, get to the point where you're ready for certification. It's a cohort style program. Um, and so within these, uh, these seminars and, and all the things that we're doing, we're always talking about climate. We're always talking about, um, you know, Jedi, justice, equity, diversity, inclusion, and everything within the B Impact Assessment. So we've been in that space for a very long time now. Um, we're the only actual bank as a B Corp certified bank in Canada. There are many credit unions that are also certifying now and some incredible credit unions like Assiniboine Credit Union and Coast Capital Savings. Uh, they're just incredible partners to be in this space. And so I think we're all looking at ways that we can help entrepreneurs on their journey, um, you know, be quite visible in the, in the space of, gosh, I know where to go to. I know who can actually mm -hmm. help me with this. And so, you know, I look at that as being in a really important piece of what we're doing is that if you have a question, please, come to me. Hopefully I can help uh, help you on that journey, whether it's for B Corp certification or you're just very B Corp-ish and you need some help. It's all about the community that we've created here in Canada. And I think the nice thing about it is that we have, um, we have a number of B locals across the country and now it's virtual. So anybody can actually join these B local get, get togethers. And these are B Corp certified companies and B Corp-ish companies that really get together. And they honestly work together. They share experiences and best practices. It's really quite collaborative. And I think as that community really grows, we're going to see more and more connections that will really be meaningful connections to move forward. And the visibility of B Corp certification will hopefully um, increase as that happens. And of course, when we see larger organizations um, become B Corp certified, they have a huge role to play in the visibility. And so um, collectively, we are all working together on this. 
But I think what you're also going to see is that some of the big issues that we're all dealing with, like climate and, um, uh, you know, the BIPOC issue and everything that's coming up right now with that, there is a real thirst for knowledge on this and how do I do better and how do I change? Like both of those topics are very much a journey in themselves. And so, you know, we at BDC really feel it's important for us to be um, providing that information to entrepreneurs. Um, financing, you know, in some ways that's the easy part. The financing, we already are a bank that really looks at who you are as an organization and we're there for working capital and equipment and mortgages and, and um, you know, mezzanine financing. Uh, you know, we're there for all those needs and we have been for years and years and years. And I feel we are a very strong partner when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. um, so we're already there, whether you're doing a green upgrade or you just need working capital for marketing, for example. Um, and then also we have advisory services that are working with companies across the country to help help grow and make sure that they're competitive globally. So there's lots happening at BDC. This is one piece of it. But what I'm feeling is that we become a pretty dominant piece with all the conversations that are happening right now in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, so I feel we're positioned very well to help entrepreneurs in the future with any need that they may have to grow. And, um, you know, part of that is this B Corp mentality, this idea of um, making sure that you're at least considering reporting and reporting on your environment, social and governance, that's gonna be an important piece that we'll play a role in in the future. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, it's so exciting that um, you're helping this movement and that BDC is is supporting it. So it's, it's honestly, it's given me a lot of hope and, and I'm excited to, to use it as a tool that can help guide us and then obviously share it with, with other, you know, Kingston-based companies and, and Canada-wide for sure. Thank the, you. the story the story continues and we'll be calling upon you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's been great and we really have appreciated the supports with uh, getting getting to 80 as well. It's been great. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. <laughs>